What up, everybody? Welcome back yeah. to the Audio Theory Podcast featuring your host, Superfly. I'm giving you one name this time, not seven <laughs> monikers. Got my boy Danny Abar on the other end. What up, what up, what up? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Audio Theory. I appreciate all three of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> and two of them are me and him. So I don't know who the third one is, but whoever you are, we fuck with you real heavy. Appreciate you, dog. <laughs> comment, though. Comment, comment, comment. <laughs> so I always say you have a fucking pulse and you're not a bot. That'll make us <laughs> feel so much better. Um, that's, that's, that's a great way to start the fucking show, by the way. <laughs> but this is uh, Danny, <laughs> a.k.a. Uh, Day Bars Open. Happy to be back with my boy, uh, Superfly. What's good, baby? Chilling. Um, not too much going on. I, I feel like it's been a, a quiet couple weeks, minus the Takashi stuff we already discussed. Um, but I think, you know, we just want to talk about hip hop in general, our love for it, our experience for it or with it. And, you know, what, what it means to us and what, uh, it means to the public, I guess, from an outsider looking in. Um, so we decided to call this one by us for us. Cause I feel like it's, it's such a, um, a black culture and nature. It's, it's, it's black culture and nature, but a lot of people identify with it regardless of race, so, nationality, etc. cetera. So the episode's called by us for them, right? Or sorry. Yeah. By us for them, not by us for us. I was thinking of FUBU for a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, how should we start it off? Um, dude, I think, I mean, again, I only have four listeners right now, but I think the heat of the week really struck a chord with a couple people because I had a couple people reach out to me. He's like, oh, you listen to that Young Ma shit? Young MA, sorry. So oh, yeah. um, what's your uh, what's your heat of the week, bro? What have you been listening to the past couple weeks that has been like on your uh, on your iPhone on constant replay? Yeah, yeah. So there's this dude, I, I believe his name is pronounced Eli Sostre. It's hard when you, when you find like an underground rapper because they don't like do interviews and shit. So you just come up with your own pronunciation. Right, 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 right. But, uh, I, I'm pretty sure his name is pronounced Eli Sostre. And he's, he's this dude from Brooklyn, um, New York, obviously. And he, if you want to summarize his style, it's kind of like Party Next Door mixed with Travis Scott. So it has that like heavy autotune sound, but in terms of like the lyrics and content, it's it's more on the, um, I guess romantic side. So okay. a little bit closer to Party Next Door, but it's like dope hip hop, not necessarily the most lyrical rapidy rap shit, but I really like okay. his vibe. Um, I, I'd say he's decently known, probably much more in, in New York, but uh, He's a, a breath of fresh air for me just because it's, it's real, like, melodic and um, soothing, uh, I, I don't know, like, trap lounge. Like, like, trap lounge. It's okay. like, trap lounge. yeah, he's not he's not super lyrical, but I don't think he's, like, trying to go that route anyways. Um, okay. His, the album that has a lot of the tracks that got me into his music uh, is called Sleep is for the Weak. Allegedly, he produced this whole album with like $200 worth of equipment in his apartment or something. Oh, shit. Um, it sounds like high quality, very high quality. Um, the track that got me into his music is called New Addy. 
So if you've never heard anything by him, I would suggest that be your first like intro. Um, but yeah, that's my heat of the week, and I hope to see more from him and see him collab with bigger artists. Yeah, yeah, we'll post that shit on this and like give him like a link to go check out his uh his shit. Uh, dude, my heat of the week is a female artist. Again, I'm giving love to the female artist. I don't know if she's a rapper. I don't know if she's black or not. She did drop the she did drop a nigger a couple times, so I'm like. <laughs> I don't Wait, know. nigga, like ER? No, no, nigga, I nigga, I was about nigga. to say, like, if she's not black, she's getting clapped yeah, by something. She is fucking up big time. <laughs> uh, yo, Doja Cat. Oh, oh shit, yes, yeah, she's dope. Dude, is she black? Is she mixed? She's black enough. Like, there's, she yeah. can't pass for white, how blonde her hair is. Yeah, all right, bet, bet, bet. So Doja Cat dropped a, a single last Friday called Bottom Bitch. I think I heard it. Yo, I, I like super catchy. Bro, she has that skill of like, she's almost like if you go back to like the early 2000s when like, or if I bet, like late 2000s with like Lady Gaga before she went crazy, just had like every song was a fucking hit. Like, I feel like Doja Cat's like the hip hop version of that. Like, where like every song is like super poppy, but still has like a trap style to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Bottom Bitch is fire. I'm gonna say not a Heat of the Week nominee, but I was kind of disappointed because I thought. I was under the impression that Travis Scott was dropping an album last week, and it was just a single. And I was like, ah, bro, like, I thought it was going to be a <laughs> But his song was dope. Highest in the Room was a good song, but it was whatever. I was like, damn, I really wanted a full fucking... I woke up at yeah. like 7 a.m. like, yo, we got a new Travis Scott album, let's go. Right. And it was just like, oh, it's just, it just one song. Like, <laughs> Honestly, it wasn't bad, but it kind of sounded like a... Just like a throwaway track from the Astro World album, bro. It could be any. Yeah, it's see that's my thing with Travis, bro. Like, I love Travis to death. I thought we we spoke about this. I think Astro World is gonna age very well and is like has a lot of fucking bangers. But I think his shit takes a while to fucking like catch on. I uh, think like in a month we'll be like, damn, that fucking highest in the room was fire. Yeah. I don't think it's like his shit's not instant, bro. Like it's. I said it like sicko mode. Sicko mode's like, oh, that shit's a fucking hit, but. Yeah, for sure. Great, but but yeah, my uh, heat of the week, uh, Doja Cat, bottom bitch. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. Pretty dope. To go back to to, uh, Doja Cat real quick, and this was like way back. Do you remember when she had that Moo song? Moo? Nah. Yeah, it's it's, it was like a pretty corny, uh, like meme type song that she probably created just to go viral, which she did. But when that happened, it kind of made me think that she is what Tanache could have been if Tanache decided to do this sort of music that wasn't like that. as serious. Yeah, I see that. That like light skin, like I don't know, pretty popish girl that just randomly showed up in hip hop. Yeah, dude, whatever, whatever lane Doja Cat's in, it's working for her, bro, because that shit's, yo, I'm telling you, like, only the three or four songs I've heard of her, I don't think she has an album yet. I, I could be wrong, but the three to four songs I've heard of her thus far, like all like catchy as fuck like yeah like no like massive lyrical content i'm like holy shit how she make that rhyme together but just like bro driving around like i'll be, I'll be i have my windows down like that's my boss <laughs> bitch <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's my uh, that's my heat of the week all right bro so oh, we were jump, uh discussing topics like you said it's been a little relatively quiet weekend like just the culture in general uh but then we were bouncing around the idea how like when we talk about culture, it's almost like hip hop is like the, the thermometer of what like the entire culture is based on, right? Like I feel like hip hop is pop culture 
in 2019. Um, which is kind of yeah. crazy though, man. Cause if you think about like the early to mid two thousands, bro, everyone was saying like hip hop is dead. Like Nas legit dropped an album entitled hip hop is dead because everyone thought this shit was going, uh -huh. you know what I mean? Like Jay-Z retired for the 15th time. Yeah. It was like, who the fuck is going to take over? It was a bunch of fucking, like, I feel like back in like the mid 2000s was the weird stage for hip hop. Cause it was just like a bunch of like. Let me have the most aggressive rapper with an R&B hook and just keep putting that shit out. <laughs> like, hopefully, yeah. hopefully one right? of these fucking songs sticks, bro. It was like no authenticity. <laughs> um, that's what you think about it, bro. Not a lot of rappers from like the mid 2000s are like still around. You know what I mean? Like, it's true. Like, no one's really like, you know what I mean? Not to pick on Nelly again, but like no one's listening to fucking Nelly albums or, you know, Ja Rule or nothing like that. Even 50 Cent, bro. No one's really listening to 50 Cent like that anymore. Like, yeah. Like, 50's popular for other well, shit. good for him, but... I mean, do you think those people... Because I always think to myself, like... I mean, I obviously did rap at one point, but I thought to myself, at one point, once I once I reach a certain level of success, I would transition to, like, owning a fucking restaurant or clothing line or something. I don't know what Nelly and them do nowadays, but, but bro, I'm curious about, if... Bro, do you think the they stop because they're not hot? Yes. I think they stopped. Uh -huh. Absolutely, bro. Because that's the beauty of like, dude, we live in a day and age right now, like in, in, in culture period, like we embrace the Renaissance, man, right? Like, we love fucking Kanye. We love Virgil because they fucking do everything, right? Like Virgil could have just focused on clothing and then why the fuck is he G DJing, right? He loves that shit. So yeah. like Kanye could just focus on clothing, but he fucking loves making music. So like he's going to do both, right? Or do everything. So... Right. Like, I think the only ones who are still around are the ones who actually had talent. And, like, because think about it, bro. It's not like fucking basketball. Like, you don't fucking, you can't, like, you don't just, because your body can't do it anymore. It's like, you literally, like, it's a skill. Either you keep doing it and you fucking evolve or you fucking get left behind. And I think a lot of fucking rappers, like, Ludacris, I would even say Nas to a certain extent, Nelly, 50, like, those dudes fabulous to be honest like those dudes who were hot in the mid 2000s bro when that whole like hip-hop is dead movement was going around mm -hmm. dude, no one's really popping right now to be honest like yeah so that's that's just crazy to me that if you go full like 10 13 years from 20, 2005 to today bro hip-hop literally is the barometer for everything bro fashion tv bro what like yo it's wild bro like it is fucking like everything is fucking hip-hop like you can see that shit in everything you see online on your phone in the streets mm -hmm. like like what do you what do you what are your thoughts on like, hip-hop just taking over the entire fucking world i think I th the first thought that comes to mind is it's it's scary how popular it is popular it is but how um much of like a, a racial divide particularly in America there is because I vividly remember in high school me and this uh, Mexican dude were we are friend in a friendly manner arguing about something I forget what it was um, but it was there was no animosity between us but this other kid was like yo you guys are uh, like why you, you guys are Mexican and black like why are you arguing no one cares about either of you and what? Yeah, it was some bullshit. I forget what exactly it was. Um, and 
we were all homies so he was joking but at the same time it made me think to myself like joking still has a, a an element of like truth to it um and it just made me think like yo and plus he dressed like urban or hip-hop or whatever you want to call it right, right, right. so in my mind i'm thinking to myself like you you love everything about black culture but when it comes to like actually being black um you know the actual struggle that's when you distance yourself so you kind of want to exploit take advantage of all, all the cool shit but you don't want you don't want to ride for the culture if it requires doing the, the shit that's not fun and i think that's what just bothers me in general about hip-hop culture is it's so like when we go to concerts like rolling loud and stuff it, it's it's dope to see you know white kids or just people who aren't who are privileged to to come and celebrate the culture but once you leave the music behind and just deal with everyday life it seems like a lot of times that that uh that good aura just happens to just disappear and like no it's, it's just not the same type of feeling so i think that's that's what's weird for me when i think about how big hip-hop has become okay so that, that's why because i wanted to touch upon a thing that i know we've been talking about off um off air me and you uh yo who's that presidential presidential candidate you went to see recently uh andrew yang andrew yang right so he yeah. was just at a uh rich brian yeah, Rich uh, Brian concert in New York like, two days ago. But when yeah. you were at the rally, because he's kind of that young, I'm not saying the hip hop candidate, but like yeah. the youth embraced him, right? right? So when you were at the rally, what was like the demographic of people around you, and how oh. was like their vibe? What were they? What were they wearing? Yeah. So the honestly, most of them were wearing like his presidential merch. So like it all just said Andrew Yang 2020 and all that, but and Yang Gang, but. In terms of the demographic, I'd say most people were under the age of 40. Uh, Adam 22 from the No Jumper podcast was there and he his demographic is definitely like the urban uh, the the people who have a propensity to like like hip hop shit. Yeah. And um, he's promoted him on his podcast. And the rest of the people it's like I don't know teenagers some of them look young as hell i'm like these people can't even vote half of them i I thought and then the rest of the people were just like hit people they didn't look like anything to where you could say this person is a typical ex uh supporter you know like when when you think of trump rallies you're like 50 year old angry wrinkly white dude or something or like uh a super liberal rally you think of like a chick with short pink hair who's probably lesbian and fucking hates everyone so right. but the andrew yang rally was just it was just like young people who enjoyed uh i don't know um just anything that makes you feel good really like we had good music there positive messages it was like no hate it was just like a, if it literally felt like a uh a festival yo but did, did you say he had a hip-hop act open for him yeah it was mc Jin um who i don't think most people like i don't even know if he like still makes music i just know he freestyles really well yeah, freestyle king of 106 in park yeah <laughs> that was when i first saw him and i was that was like the first uh non-black like artist where i was like damn like this shit is pretty
pretty Mobile. intense. Because yeah. he murdered everyone on that show. But yeah, it was that's a pretty awesome. insane that's vibe. Look at that. That's a presidential candidate that, so hip hop has become so mainstream that he had an opening act. It was a hip hop fucking act. And like you said, a, yeah. a large portion of that audience was also like, you can just tell, kind of hip hop ish. You know what I mean? That's kind of, that's kind yeah. of cool. Like, just yeah. kind of more to that point of like hip hop, it really is mainstream now, bro. Like, you're going to see hip hop everywhere, not just, you know, for the black candidate, for example. Like, it's just. Yeah everyone's trying to get a you know a pulse on that and like like you said sometimes it's people who you know identify only when it's convenient or sometimes it's just fucking people who identify it at all times so yeah it's kind of i kind of feel like it blurs the lines a little bit bro and you start questioning certain people like even in your own circle right because i think you sent me a podcast or youtube clip a couple weeks ago when we did like the uh you know who, who gets a pass on like the n-word you know topic and it's like even Hispanics, right? Like even Dominicans, bro. Like sometimes there's certain Dominicans who identify with blacks when it's convenient, but then sometimes they say I'm not black, right? Or then it's like same thing with like people who like embrace the culture, right? They'll have like the most expensive off-white shit, but mm-hmm. if a fucking Black Lives Matter topic comes up, they're the first ones to either shut their mouths or fucking absolutely destroy that topic without even fucking understanding fully what's going on. So that's just like the. Again, everyone that talks their opinion is just like funny how like it's almost like a buffet table for people to like pick and choose when they want to embrace hip hop mm-hmm. and when they don't. Exactly. I'm more of the fan. I'm like, yo, if you're gonna embrace it, embrace all of it. And then obviously you're still entitled to your opinion, but I feel like you can't be okay with one thing and then like completely fucking shun away with like people of that culture maybe struggling hypothetically. Like it doesn't always have to be a negative, but hypothetically. Right. Like, can't just be like, I rock with them because I love this fucking outfit or song or TV show that's about like hip hop culture. But then one rapper says some outlandish shit and you're like fucking destroying them. It's like, bro, you just, you just said that you fucking. Yeah. No, that's like, that's the funny thing to me about fucking just the overall. Yeah. And I even remember my, when I went to my friend's birthday party several years ago. And I hadn't seen his mom. So I grew up with this this guy in middle school, since middle school. And um, his mom was like, oh, hey, like, so nice to see you. Like, I heard you rap now. And I've always, like, I know rap, I think, more so than positive has a negative, uh, like, connotation to it. So I'm always, like, hesitant to say I'm a rapper without getting a chance to explain, like, how I got into it or what my tone is or anything like that sure sure. I, I, the first thing she said was oh like i, I heard that's awesome she's like i don't really like rap it's like it's too negative for me but like i hope it works out sort of thing and i mean i'm in a bar like i don't have time to explain you know yeah. who that the good at rappers are like the fact that it's not all bad and any of that so i kind of just chuckled and was like yeah i understand think it does that that rap has gotten such a bad rap over the years and, and i just wish it wasn't wasn't that way because i feel like for most genres it you let the the music itself be the um determining factor of like if it's trash or not like when it comes to rap a lot of people will just um you know disregard it immediately just yeah, because of the genre. like oh dude you're yeah. gonna have a about oh my god another somebody else 
Yeah. It's like, bro, if I was playing fucking like folksy pop, you wouldn't fucking do that. You wouldn't fucking do that. Exactly. Right? Um, but yo, so speaking about that then, so like we discussed like how, you know, some people embrace certain things about it. Do you think, like you just said, like a, 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 what if like a guy says, say I'm dropping a, a mixtape, like people have like a negative connotation of that. Do you think hip hop now or even in the past, but even now is pushing certain stereotypes even further that are kind of even setting back the culture? Like even though we our culture has taken over, we can't really take a step because we're still pushing certain stereotypes that kind of hold us back. I mean, I think so. Um, I mean, granted, there's positive artists and terrible ones, or terrible in terms of the content to most people. So, like, like Lupe Fiasco and Chief Key for both uh, Chicago artists, obviously, but their content is like worlds apart. Dude, and two for me, dreams. Yeah, and like for me, I listen to both, but like I have different moods for each. Lupe is more of the like I'm riding in my car, like studying or doing whatever. Whereas right, Chief right. keeps like I'm drinking with a few friends, or um, I'm just riding around and I want to test out my speakers or something. So mm-hmm. it just really depends. But I feel like most people who didn't grow up with hip hop can't decipher the difference. So like when you listen to a Chief Keef, if you don't listen to hip hop regularly, you just the immediate thing I imagine that comes to mind is like, this is what, this is black youth, the black youth or just youth in, uh, in general's role model. And it's hard not to understand how that could be uh, so clear to someone who doesn't listen to hip hop regularly. Because if your lyrics are literally talking about killing someone or selling drugs and shit like that, your automatic reaction is going to be like, yo, this is. This is all black people do. And the unfortunate yeah. thing is a lot of cultures, like in America, I think it's a little different because a lot of people more so than other countries interact with black people, but like some random dude from Russia who might have never interacted with a single black person in his life might see a Chief Key video, fucking come to the US and, it, and see my brother with dreads and think he's gonna pull out like a Uzi and like just fucking turn him to Swiss cheese because he looked at him wrong. So that's my only issue is like, I think uh, it does to answer your question, it reinforce stereotypes. It shouldn't, but a lot of people who don't interact with black people only see this representation of us when it's only a very small portion of what black culture should be and is. So then do you think, so then to like play devil's advocate. So is that stereotype being pushed by the people creating the content or the people taking it in? Like, whose fault is that? I'd say like, probably more so the people taking it in. Okay. Just because, like, Chief Keef, this is all he knows. So, like, I, we're not going to expect him to rap about fucking astronomy and going to school and shit because he never had that experience. And as as an artist, like, of course, you, you, uh, you're entitled to do whatever makes you happy or like how you want to express yourself and i think it's really like the the labels and fans who are to blame because they're making the money for these people to to make this seem like the viable route because i even for me when i was rapping or when i first started like i didn't rap about killing people and shit but my first thought was like oh i have to rap about bitches and drinking and 
shit right. that people are going to want to hear. So I changed my content, even though that's not what I think about or do all the time. It was like, okay, this is what people want to hear. So fuck it. I'm going to, that's what I'm going to choose to rap about. So I think the fans and the labels that push this trash are probably more to blame. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, that's why I feel like we we both respect those artists who like kind of like true themselves. Cause I remember like listening to like a Mac Miller interview on the Breakfast Club back in the day, and he was like, like kind of like the joke we made at the beginning of the episode, like yo, we probably like right now four people fucking listen to this shit. Like he's like, bro, I don't know who fucking buys my albums. Like I'm just gonna put this shit out, and they like it, they like it, they don't, they don't. Like it is what it is. Yeah. So I kind of respect those artists more because this shit inevitably ends up being fucking super good because yeah. they're fucking going off like what's in their mind as opposed to what's being told to hey make this pop record or hey make this drug record so yeah, yeah. i agree I feel like it's, a, it's like those stereotypes are being more pushed by society and those fucking label make like the label fucking a and r's you're like yo we have a million dollars we're gonna give it to you but you need to make this into four million dollars and we need to fucking do this 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 and this and then once that's done all right you're done you're gone like go go fuck off yeah yeah, but it's like, I mean, can you, from a business person's perspective, can you necessarily blame them too much if that's like their job to, to just push the artist that resonates? Like, okay, I see Chief keeps doing well, so the next Chicago rapper that's talking about shooting people or doing this and that, like as a label owner or whatever right, the case so may be. That's like 22 though, right? That's what, it's almost like the fuck like NBA scout who like recruits the guy who's 7'5 but never seen him play right he's like oh, yeah. he's, oh he has to be good and the fucking guy gets to the court and can't even jump like an inch you know what I mean mm -hmm. like I feel like that's why you get fucking respect to like A&R and like those guys who like properly go out and find talent and maybe it's not the shit that's hot right now but you know the fucking talent is there and it's gonna fucking be you know it's gonna last forever right so yeah. That's why there's, there's fucking different labels, right? There's fucking Rock Nation, there's fucking, you know, Cash Money. Like, there's everyone has their fucking lane. And you can tell labels apart who are just putting out the same fucking little Uzi Vert machine of like, all right, go do drugs, go talk about that. And then there's a fucking artist like a fucking Anderson Pac or a YB, you know, YBN Corday that's like, like actual hip hop is going to fucking last forever. So, yeah. Like, I don't blame them. Like, if your job is to fucking make money and, and we need a return on investment, that's why I respect those fucking labels like Rock Nation who are like, nah, dude, like, yo, this may, may not be what everyone's popping right now, but we have complete faith this will be around in 10 years. So, I mean, I feel like labels are in it for the long run as opposed to looking for the quick buck, I guess, yeah. is, is the real difference, right? Because when, uh, when Nipsey signed with Rock Nation, like, Okay, it was like a year before he died, but still, like, again, Nipsey didn't have no fucking bangers. You know what I mean? Like, like, yep. really, like technically, like from a label standpoint, there's really no reason to sign him. Besides that, that people saw that yo, he stood for something bigger than hip hop. He was hip hop culture. He had the fashion thing going. Like they could see the overall picture as opposed yeah. to you haven't had a hit in ten years. I'm good. Yep. So that's where I feel like I agree with you, where like the label and the society is really to blame for, you know, we kind of, we're like, not us, but like our generation is kind of like forcing these labels to continually put out garbage. I mean, not to say everyone's garbage, but you know what I mean? Like, just like the guys who you know aren't talented, but they're putting it out because we're, you know, yo, 
a fucking SoundCloud rapper can drop a song that has 10 lyrics, seven are about fucking drinking lean, and this shit does a billion streams. Yeah. It's like, let's find five more of these. <laughs> right. It just makes sense to them, which is insane to me that like the the Catch Me Outside girl, uh, Bad Baby or whatever, literally has like a record deal. Like I'm sure the hottest producers behind her, songwriters, everything. And it's like she all all you need is a following. And if you just pr promote fuckery, like it's it pisses people off to the point where they end up sharing it anyway. So to them it's like fuck it we're gonna make money from somebody and it's usually like some little girl like in the midwest who like doesn't know better and yes yeah, it's like no just thinks that's what makes it cool nowadays bro like obviously that's always been a fucking common corny ass saying but i feel now with now with the uh the the life the life that social media has on its own uh -huh. like that shit really is true bro because back in the day all right maybe some random news channel radio station picks you up Bro, now you fucking go viral for a day, you're fucking set for life, bro. So fingers crossed that happens for us. <laughs> we gotta do something crazy. Insert we gotta like literally, we gotta. Yeah, yeah. No, we gotta get the the Lego, the Lego out. Sorry, fucking pointing at the cameras. Dude, something, bro. Don't <laughs> <the> baby. The <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just drive around doing fake drive-bys with Legos. Oh man. No, that's a great fucking segue though. So that's obviously a fucking. So if you haven't seen the video, there's like a three-year-old baby fucking rapping to some fucking the most gangster song I've heard in like ten years, and he's literally yeah. holding the fucking Lego like this. Bro, that this shit made like, me want to like. He's yeah. two years old and knows every fucking lyric. That was insane. Every single one, even like the little ad libs that were like whispered at the end, like every detail he mastered. Yeah, he's holding that shit like yo. He's like the dead shot, bro. It's like yo, I'm ready to fucking kill someone. Yeah. So. All right, so speaking of our culture, which we obviously embrace, have a fucking hit, like a podcast about YouTube channel about, do you think, because again, going back to your comment about Rolling Loud and Coachella, not Coachella, but Rolling Loud, we see all these kids around us, bro, like literally from the age of 12 to 15. Do you yeah. think hip hop is a positive right now for the youth? I would say no only because i don't think the youth knows what to choose to to listen to they're just gonna go with what's hot on the radio what's gonna get them their first kiss at the fucking formal and i i vividly remember my brother and i took a uber to rolling loud in the bay a couple of years back and these two caucasian girls uh probably from like kansas or some shit, got in the car and they they were bumping young dolph and these, these were songs I, my brother and I had never even heard. And it was like the most hood rap songs you could think of. I mean, shout out to Young Dolph. His, his music's pretty good. They're rapping every verse lyric. And it was like- every lyric? I was gonna ask you, they every lyric? Yeah, every, every lyric, it was like grimy lyrics. It, it was degrading women. Like I didn't necessarily care because I was desensitized to it. But like, I think depending on who you're listening to this music with, it changes your mindset because Sometimes, like, I won't, won't, you know, uh, blink an eye when I hear, like, yo, this bitch sucked my dick while I was doing blah, blah, blah. But, like, if my mom, like, happens to walk by, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this song oh, is pretty... Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This song is pretty vulgar. And <laughs> that's how I felt. Because these girls were probably, like, 15, 16, wearing basically nothing. And they're, like, rapping all kinds of grimy lyrics. And I'm like, damn, they, they probably influenced 
to do a lot of this shit because they think it's cool. And right. I can't say, you know, how in tune with the culture they are, but I definitely wouldn't want my daughter wearing it's about, you know, sucking dick in a, a H2 Hummer or, you know, rolling a while getting my dick sucked or none of that. And it's just like, imagine if like he does say that lyric and she thinks, like, let's say he's talking about getting his duck, dick sucked by, while rolling a blunt. And she thinks that's what dudes like because she hears it in the song. And then she convinces some dude to do the same thing. And it's like, I think it's funny to us because, I mean, one, we're dudes. And then two, it's just like, whatever. We're old enough to understand that's yeah. not like what you do on a Monday night. But to them, they're like, fuck it. This is life. And it, I don't think young people are smart enough to differentiate the two because they're uh, encouraged and motivated to be cool that you can yeah. say anything and i don't know if it's young dog's fault because that's his life that's what he he does but like the 12 year olds is gonna be like i want to be like him or like the girls that like him or whatever so i don't know it's tough like i know a lot of rappers are like this is my environment but then you got so many dumbass kids out here that just literally don't know better yeah it's almost like who like it's kind of like the question I asked before like whose fault is that right it's like the rapper who's just being true to themselves um but like, yo, yeah, I think about, like, again, I, I love Travis Scott. We spoke about this earlier. But, bro, like, you know, some of his lyrics are about doing fucking Molly and, uh, you know, how high you can get. And, like, it's like, yeah. damn. I mean, we, we can listen to that shit. But, yo, I can afford this. You know, it's a weekend. Safe environment. No big deal. Let's get high. But it's yeah. like a 14-year-old is like, yo, let me steal some money. Let me go buy some shit. And then I'm going to be like Travis Scott. And it's just like. But then what's crazy and then we kind of go to like, the, I was going to bring this up later, but like the double standard almost. It's like these same people, these same artists who like, again, I'm not saying rap degrading shit, just rap about certain topics that you probably wouldn't want a 12 to 17 year old to listen to, right? Because just like, yo, that's like, you don't know anything about that life. Like you should not be fucking listening to that shit. Yeah. Or taking it in and thinking that's reality. But then Travis Scott, just being the key figure, bro, again, love him to death, love the music, but he talks about getting high off a lot of fucking different shit. And then that's essentially, yo, he's the face of Jordan brand for the last year. And Jordan brand is the most popular sneaker apparel brand in the universe. So mm -hmm. it's like, bro, like, so like, Jumpman's cool, like with like I don't like a kid must be like oh it's confusing to me. Imagine like a little kid like, well Jordan thinks he's cool, so I guess it's okay. And then if he's rapping about doing that, then I guess it's okay. Like you know what I mean? Like that shit could just probably be a lot for like a kid to fucking like. Right. I mean, if I if I have to put blame on anyone, the highest blame on anyone, I'm gonna still probably say the parents only because i only say that because i only say that because there's so much hip-hop can definitely be one of them but there's so much negative shit in the world that like even if hip-hop was the cleanest thing on the planet that your kid might get into shit regardless but to your point on the whole i think it is hypocritical that brands pick and choose like oh this is what rappers do so therefore you know talking about molly and shit is fine and we're gonna give him this deal and then meanwhile like hannah montana fucking 
has like a nip slip or something at the beach and then shit's just all downhill from there and it's like well what do you want like are you saying travis scott like black people and rappers are known to do this shit and kill each other so therefore they can do this stuff and it's fine or are you literally just pick and choosing what you personally think is uh Bro, I think where, they're the, line, where the line should be what's drawn. gonna fucking get them paid man like that's what they're picking and choosing because mm-hmm. unless there's protests like why protest i feel like these fucking brands like don't give a shit so i think i mentioned to you yesterday when we were talking about this topic like i, I think it was on um yo Gotti had a remix of you don't even know mm-hmm. that song like you know what i mean like we had like wiz and rick ross and yo, Rick Ross just signed like a fucking seven-figure deal with Reebok. So my man got paid, bro. And he had some lyric in that song. Mind you, he's he's rapped about drugs. He's a, he's a fucking cocaine king of Miami. So he's been yeah. rapping about drugs since the moment he came out, bro. Like, my man has songs called Push It. Push It. Like, he's pushing drugs on that, bro. <laughs> was that like his first big single, too? Uh, well, his first single was Every Day I'm Hustling. But then he had like yeah, same shit basically. Yeah, but hustling and selling drugs in Miami, like that's his fucking yep. life, right? Yeah. So this is known, bro. So when a fucking massive company like Reebok, then like now Adidas and Reebok gives this guy a million dollars or so, whatever, like you know what the fuck you're getting into. So when he fucking wrote that lyric about like putting Molly in that girl's drink and then taking her home and she didn't even know it, all right, bro, maybe a pretty a little aggressive of a lie. But they cut him the next day. And it's like, bro, like, you know what the fuck you would do? Like, like, how is he getting in trouble for shit you knew he was going to rap about? Like, right. that's the shit that just, like, I don't, again, it goes back to my point, though. I get it's about money, right? I'm sure, like, some, like, women's group fucking protested and they're like, you know what? Not worth the fucking drama. So, right. I really think that's the line, though, with, like, hip-hop acts, bro. It's like, we'll sign you to massive endorsement deals. You can keep doing you. But once you get controversial, we're like, yep, we're and done. I, I think they just admire admire crimes that or behavior that's wrong but considered cool. Cause like, who doesn't think it's cool to be a fucking dude dealing coke and making ten million dollars a day? Because I don't think people see a, a victim in a lot of the crimes even when they're talking about shooting the ops and shit because it's like oh these dudes were wrong for like going at our hero because if you think rick frost is the hero and he shot 10 people in a drug bus or a drug dealer or whatever it's like fuck those dudes anyways whereas right. like if you're dropping drinks and bitches drinks or <laughs> dropping pills <laughs> in women's drinks not bitches drinks um then it's like all right what are you doing bro like what the fuck is wrong with you and, and to, yeah, uh to baby. that point <laughs> yes, and fucking uh, Young Dolph in one of his songs, he's uh, he says, "I dropped uh, a pill in her drink like Bill," and I don't I don't recall if he ever got flagged for that, but that line to this day still like freaks me out. I'm like, how did he get away with this? Granted, I don't think he has endorsement deals or anything, but like it's just wild that somebody would even associate themselves with Bill's Bill Cosby at this point. <laughs> well, we're never going to see a Reebok deal from him. I guess that's no, the no, point. No, no, no. He's done. He's done. <laughs> but, yo, it's wild. Because think about it, bro. But, like, back to our original point of, like, hip-hop culture being the culture, bro. Like, if you walk through... Again, I don't fuck... I hate going through a mall. It gives me fucking anxiety. 
But if you walk through a mall, all those major stores is fucking either street fashion, and if it's not street fashion, it's a hip hop artist pushing the product, right? Like yeah. Foot Locker, I walked into a Foot Locker like a month ago. I, you just see Juice World everywhere. And then Calvin Klein, I see ASAP Gang everywhere. And dude, Travis Scott, Issa Laurent everywhere. I'm just like, bro, like, is this the fucking BET Awards? Like, what the fuck <laughs> is talking <laughs> off, bro? <laughs> and this is like, in a, do you say it was in a specific uh, store location or just like in different? Bro, the entire mall, bro. Like the entire mall, different levels of the mall. It Damn. was just hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. Which is well, amazing. What's the sad thing? They can't afford it. And it's usually people who can't afford it buying all this shit. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Like, I mean, we can have a whole fucking episode on, like, the reason why the black community, Hispanic community has bad credit because we're fucking keep up with what these hip hop artists are fucking doing. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, bro, like, it's just, it's, again, it's amazing for hip hop that, again, we are, and I'm saying we because we obviously fucking consider ourselves part of hip hop culture now, but like, it, it is at the mainstream. And I think it's going to be here for a while because, again, with the way streaming set up, like, it's just set up to win for the first, I mean, at least the next five, ten years, I think. Like, obviously, we could be wrong, but it's just also like, it's just so, it's just like a walking contradiction, right? Because, like, all of these companies want to be, you know, PC not offend anyone be part of the me too movement but there they just signed a guy to 12 million dollars who just talked about having throws in his car while he's getting his dick sucked and driving down biscayne boulevard it's like bro like what which one is it bro like just like right. but again bro people making money off it bro so i guess as long as everyone's eating everyone's happy but it's just it's just funny to me bro like it's like a walking contradiction like that's like my take on the overall concept of like there are blurred lines between people like identifying with it and not. I just feel like it's like a walking contradiction because at one point you're cool with it and the other point you're not. It's like, yo, I feel like I, I feel it was like almost like a Democratic or like Republican race. It's like, just tell me who what side you're fucking on, bro. Like, just pick a side. Yeah. And I think that's why it's why I, some I tend to put more blame on the consumers because anytime these brands do something fucked up, the, the people complain on Instagram and stuff and the brand like immediately responds, takes it down, tries to start a new campaign that's more inclusive or whatever. Um, but people act like they don't have the power to change things. And when it comes to like a lot of this, this music, um, people are just like, whatever it's, it's, it's cool in the moment. So I'm not going to complain, but there, I feel like with hip hop, there's a lot of hypocrisy all around, like regardless of if you're the label, the consumer, the artist, it's just so much shit to keep track of that like it's it's almost tiring to the point where I don't even know what side to take. I'm just like, you know what, I'm gonna listen to what I want. I'm not gonna do any of the negative shit that they're promoting. But if you do that shit, then you're an idiot probably or a naive kid who probably shouldn't be listening to it. Dude, but be, I feel like we, since we we are like bad mind, like the not bad mind, but like you know giving flack to people who consume it. I think we should give a shout out to also the brands who kind of like stick by these artists even when the shit goes south. You know what I mean? Like oh for sure. Because I feel like Nike, shout out to Nike, rocking checks up right now. Oh, I love Nike. Nike's the one brand where I'm like, I hope nothing bad happens because I'm gonna be pissed and not be able to rock anything because I buy the shit all the time. 
Bro, but that, I think, like, they're the one brand that, like, sticks by their fucking people till the end, bro. Like, you really need a fuck-up fuck-up? Like, I think kill someone, bro. You right. kill someone, then they're like, yeah, all right, we're done with you. <laughs> anything in between. Well, if, you, if, you're, if your logo or your models just do it, they're saying do everything, basically. Bro, just do anything but kill someone. Because... Yeah. I think Williams is a comedy special about like the the South African racer with the with the metal legs, little tink tink. So yo, he's he was a Nike fucking uh, athlete until he fucking killed his wife, and they were like, "Oh, you hear about this shit?" No, but that's I I totally agree with that decision. He yeah, he claimed that someone was like a blur. trying to break into their house so he shot at a door which his wife was on the other side of the door and killed her so they dropped his ass a little tink tink got dropped but bro Kaepernick they ride with him no matter what and the fucking the entire world was losing their fucking minds over that commercial but they ride with Kaepernick Kobe Bryant got accused of raping someone they're like nah Kobe we got you Tiger Woods got dropped from Every fucking endorsement deal, but Nike was like, nah, nigga, you're out. <laughs> bro, we got you, bro. Like, it is amazing. Yo, look, they signed Travis Scott to fucking, like, yo, it is fucking, bro, Nike is the shit, bro. Like, as far as, like, other brands trying to, like, cash in on the culture, I, I feel like Nike is the only one that's kind of been with the culture from day one and kind of propelled it on their own terms. So... Like, I fuck with Nike hard because, like, yo, you literally have to kill someone. Besides that, you can do whatever the fuck you want. We got your back, yep. bro. So That's a good point. I didn't I didn't realize their track record was so uh, credible and, like, bro, strong like that. That makes me feel better about buying this shit all the time. Yeah, despite the little Asian people making my outfits, like, like yo, they still fuck you. Yeah, that's fucking $500 <laughs> sneakers are worth, like, 30 cents. Some dudes has no fingers because of you. This shit's fire, though. Shout out to Taiwan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anything else you wanted to touch upon before we uh, get out of here? Uh, um, I mean, if you do have kids, like, do you think, like, how are you going to manage the whole hip hop introduction? Because obviously, you're probably going to love it forever. So, what's what's your method going to be? Bro, so I would love to discuss this with you now because. So growing up, so I, okay, this is, I mean, let's get fucking personal. That's what we do here. Let's be vulnerable. So growing up though, because obviously when I was staying with you, I saw your mom around. Like, did you have your dad around or was it just your mom? Like, right, like do you have like, was it a single mom kind of thing or like you had both parents? Uh, so my, I, I mean, I, to this day, I still see them both uh, pretty regularly, but they got divorced when I was 13. Okay. Um, so up until then, they were obviously living together. Um, and then ever since then, it was just like, I visit both of them each week like sure, you know, sure. half the week um neither of them were really into hip-hop my dad's jamaican so he preferred like either jamaican like bob marley and stuff like that or like oldies like michael jackson sure, sure, Earth, sure. and fire and shit and then my mom like straight up only liked oldies not really like fucking jay-z or anything like that my brothers were the only ones who i had access to but they they would never uh, my parents would never buy me albums or let me like I don't even think the internet was really a thing until I was like damn near old enough so I just literally didn't have access to it other than the 20 minutes every now and then in the, the car 
Okay, so this is, my, on the radio. this is my experience. Like, so I asked you that question because, like, so I was raised, I had my dad around kind of like you, but I was raised in a single family home for like the age of like one, bro. So it was just me and my mom for the most part. So my mom was obviously always working. So, like, dude, I love my mom to death. She's a fucking queen. But there was a lot of conversations my mom never had with me because she was just working. Right? Like, she would just come home and say, hey, you did your homework? And I'd be like, yes maybe like you know what i mean like no. <laughs> it wasn't like she wasn't like that strict because again only child from her kind of want to be my friend more than like a like a parent so like we never really had tough conversations so what i would do as a parent like i would be cognizant of that so if it is hip-hop shit you see in movies the track you should take towards school i would just sit them down and be like yo this is what i'm not gonna stop you from doing it but if you're gonna take this in, I need you to be aware of certain things, right? Like, yeah. like this rapper may be rapping about this because, hey, that's his circumstance, right? Now, if you enjoy the music, keep listening to it. But I don't want you to think like that's what you need to become because hopefully that's not your circumstance. Like you come from a privileged household where you have me busting my ass to provide for you. So you can enjoy it, you can embrace it, but just know what you're taking in. Because I think, like, a lot of people, a lot of kids right now, like, don't know what they're taking in. It's just, mm -hmm. like, they think it's, if it, they're taking it in, it must be good for them. And it's, like, you can just enjoy it, but also understand, like, that shit's not really real life when it pertains to you. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. I, I feel like uh, honesty and communication is best. So not sheltering your kids completely from anything. But like when you realize they're doing certain things, you need to just be a, a teacher and tell them why it's wrong or what the, the good aspects of XYZ are. Because they're going to find it and get it from somebody, whether they Bro, like, choose to or not. It like, was cute. Gonna have like, we were growing up and like they could put parental controls on shit. Bro, they ain't no parental control today. As gonna, yo, they're going to get this shit, bro. Like, bro. Half of these Instagram girls, like, if you look at the comments, some of them are like seven years old. I'm like, dude, I didn't even like we used to fucking get excited just seeing cleavage on TV. Now these yes. motherfuckers are damn near sucking, sucking off cucumbers and shit. Bro, I'm watching Baywatch as a kid like, yo, this is porn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Bro, yeah, but speaking about Instagram, on a side note, did you hear about the big news on Instagram that happened this past weekend? I probably didn't. What happened? Bro, so on uh, my bad, my, my shit just fucking fucked up. On um, so the activity page has been removed. Wait, so, is that the? So what exactly is that page? I, I sound dumb as hell right now. But. So like you know how you have like the heart icon on the bottom, so you see like who likes your shit. Yeah. Under, there was like a tab at the top where like it shows you what everyone you're following is doing. But then in return, oh, that page. it also shows what the fuck you're doing to the entire Instagram world. Yeah. That shit is gone, fam. So yeah, you got glad. a girlfriend. Back in the day, you're like, nah, let me not like that picture because she's going to find out that I got to deal with that shit. To all my men who have females out there, like away, boys. <laughs> you're free, baby. Wait, not so fast, though. If, if you're following the same page and you like it, it'll still say fucking day bars open Nigga. liked it or whatever right that's an easy conversation though it's like yo if you like it if you're following this shit why can't i follow this shit 
there. You thought ahead. You got a whole fucking Bro, best got, practice for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if you're following it, why can't I follow it? Why can't we both enjoy this together? Yeah. Bro, because I've had fights over, like, I can't believe you're following these hoes. Like, why do you, like, I'm like, bro, that shit. Shout out to the algorithm, bro, to save it. Yo, that's a beautiful thing, bro. Ah. Uh, there's some engineer at fucking Instagram who got caught up and was like, oh, fuck it. Facts, Press bro. the off button. He went to the <laughs> like, yo, my man, no questions. This shit's gone, bro. It's gone. <laughs> Just didn't show up to work. Said, "Fuck it." Yeah, he's like, "For the culture, bro." <laughs> we gotta find him and get him on the, uh, the next episode. Yo, get him on, bro. I was like, yo, <laughs> just, yo, put a fruit basket like a man. Yo, here, bro. We appreciate. <laughs> you. Oh, that's amazing, dude. Uh, what else, bro? What else you got going on before we uh, get out of this? You got any uh, big plans? Uh, uh, so, stuff? I know we've been talking about concerts and content and all that this week, and I'm seeing uh, the Chris Brown concert with Tory Lanez. Ty Dolla Sign and uh, Joyner Lucas and probably some other Damn. random people. So it's gonna be crazy. I'll, I'll try All to get right, some bro. footage and obviously talk about it. Uh, Staples Center. Oh shit! All right, it's a dope venue. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And then, uh, who are you going with? Uh, just me, my girl, and two of my brothers for his birthday, kind of. Oh, uh, that's should sick, be a dope bro. experience. Fucking, but it's the Chris Brown tour, though, right? Yeah, the, the Indigo tour for his, okay, his new album. I hope he doesn't do like 5,000 songs though. Like, I, I love him as an artist, but shit, if he does all 50 tracks, I'm gonna fall asleep. Dude, that'd be sick if he brought Drake out though, or like that. that That's what I'm hoping. Like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, he's he has to. Yo, speaking of parents though, uh, I don't know if you saw, so Drake's dad came out today and was like, all yeah. those he said about me was not true. He just said that to sell records. Like, Bro, I'm kind of siding with Drake on this one, bro. Cause like, bro, you were just all goody goody with your son the past like ten years when you're like in commercials. Yeah. Dropped it out. Now like, what the fuck? Yeah. It seems. It almost seemed like a publicity stunt. I was in such shock that this is even happening. Like, what exactly did he say was uh, false about his dad? Uh, he said that he was never a deadbeat dad. That he never wasn't allowed to come to Memphis from Canada or some shit. Or like he couldn't never, like he said that his dad had some charges and that's why he couldn't go to Canada. But I was like, bro, like that shit was like from old records. And you've literally been by Drake's side for the past 14 years. And out of nowhere, you're like, you know what? He's a liar. Like, bro, get the fuck, yo. I guarantee whatever check that was going to his house every week may have been light. And he's like, yo, fuck this nigga, bro. Like, I'm a shit. It's <laughs> like, bro, like that's it. Just feels so random. Yeah, it, it seemed random as shit. Like I had to reread it and like make sure I was reading it correctly. Like I, I would understand if he spread some rumor about his dad, like fucking animals or something. But like anything else, just collect your ten thousand a month or whatever it is and shut up. What's that? Oh, the shit bro. he's promoting the the whiskey. Yeah, the Virginia, Virginia Black. Virginia, yeah, like bro, yeah. like. Bro, he's probably ranking it more than we'll ever see. Like, no one, you're not getting a royalty check, but bro, like, what do you fuck? That was weird to me, bro. That was weird. Yeah. I was like, yo, don't, don't fuck with Drake, bro. That'd be funny if he gets on a diss track with Pusha T and fucking disses his dad. Bro, yo, he'll probably give Pusha T so much ammo. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, damn. I didn't even think about that. Oh, his bro. life will be over. Oh, nah. I feel like Drake could, like, 
overcome any fucking rap battle, to be honest. Yeah, but if your dad is clowning you, that's just sad. Yeah, but I don't that, think we've seen that ever in hip hop. Um, I would say with the Rick Ross thing and Fifty Cent. Remember, Fifty Cent had that that dude's fucking baby mama. But yeah, never like a, a parent. You're right. Yeah, it's true. Never a parent. You're right. Never a parent. Never a parent. But yeah, that that would be. I mean, hopefully it doesn't happen, bro. Because that'd be just. That, I think that'd be too much, bro. I mean, I don't think hip hop. Yeah, like that's like crossing a line. Like just don't even fucking. Like, push a T, don't even reach out to him, bro. Like, don't even, like... And that nigga's calling you, like, do not pick up, bro. Like, just let it ride. Like, just... <laughs> we are over that beef. Yeah. Um, what I got going on this weekend, bro? I'm, I'm just fucking... Oh, I'm going to, um... This, uh, dope-ass party in Miami called Everyday People. It's, um... You ever heard of the chef, uh, Chef Bro Blay? The, like, the black, uh, chef that, like, was on Bravo and, like, cooks for, like, a bunch of, like, famous people? I don't, but I probably would if I saw a picture. Yeah, yeah like, he had like a show that was like, like kind of famous, but um, either way, he has like a, his side hustle. Speaking of people who can do multiple things and still make it happen, um, his side hustle is like he has like a group of DJs, and it's called like everyday people, like super like to their African roots in the sense like they go and do shows in like South Africa, Kenya, uh, Johannesburg, like it's it, they, they're out in like Nairobi like all the time. Um, but they're gonna have a set they do on in uh, in my in Miami on Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. DJ Moma, he's actually he's actually the official Dreamville DJ, so he's gonna like close the set. Um, but yeah, just be like a bunch of really cool local Miami and uh, New York and uh, African DJs. So I'm gonna do that. So maybe content for the uh, for the podcast. Um, I mean, Miami's dope, as I mentioned, like on our first episode. It's gonna be a very eclectic fucking audience. Um, you know, a bunch of Hispanics, a bunch of white people, because that part of Miami now in Wynwood is being gentrified as fuck. So it looks like it when I visited. Yeah, bro. Like <clears throat> the funny thing about the area, bro. Like literally, if you just start walking like south, bro, you are the most dangerous fucking area in all of Florida, bro. But then, <laughs> two blocks up, it's the most expensive drink you're ever gonna fucking buy in your life. Like that's the fucking. Yeah, um, but yeah, everyday gentrification is so weird. It's like it's borderline. It's like it's like being in a, in a safari, bro. Like you know how these rich ass people pay like forty grand to fucking sit next to lions and shit. Like that's what it is like to me, bro. But it's also so wild. So I know you haven't um you haven't watched Top Boy yet, but when you watch that, bro, it's gonna be like it, it talks about gentrification a lot because like yo, if you think about it, man, like dude, like. These, these, these like massive like real estate developers are like coming into the hood, paying these people to get the fuck out. But, and these people, again, they obviously want the quick bucks. I'm not blaming them because their circumstances, like they just need the money, right? But like the smart ones are like, bro, I'm not leaving. You know what I mean? Because like, yo, with that money, every neighborhood is now being gentrified. Bro, you're going to have to move states away to find somewhere to live. Which is just yeah. fucking insane, bro. Like, these neighborhoods are changing so much. Like, dude, my, uh... So I grew up in the Bronx. Like, yo, where my aunt lives. Uh, where she used to live in the Bronx. Like, bro, six years ago, chill, you know, middle-income neighborhood. Bro, they opened the university, like, three blocks away. Bro, all of these fucking rich-ass parents are saying their kids is making them, like, buying apartments in that area. 
bro. Ain't no black people in that fucking area, no bro. Like Hispanics, nothing, bro. Like it's wild. Yeah. So, yeah. So like this party on Saturdays and probably be like a lot of Hispanics, but like also like a bunch of random white people who are just like in the area now and is gonna show up. Don't know who the fuck DJ Momo is, but whatever, bro. Teach their own. It's just, it's just, yo. Know, I'm literally like, I don't really dance that much. I just go for the music, but like. I also love like people watching, and I just be at the bar like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> Which is awful, bro. Because if you think about it, it's like if we go to a rich bar, they're probably like looking at us like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> That's what happened. No, I went. To, oh, I didn't go to a rich bar, but this bar was it was uh for my girl's birthday on Friday, and literally one of them was like ninety nine percent like white slash broy vibe. And I have nothing against that because, I mean, those are the type of people I went to school with. I'm friends with some of them. But I could, people look around and give you that look of like, why are you here? And it just makes you feel a certain type of way. Even, and like, it's not like I was dressed with a fucking red bandana tied around my head with like a fuck, uh, NWA tank top or some shit. I was just like in my regular fit, just minding my own business. Bro, but we'll we'll end it on this to like put this question out to each other and then like the audience. Like, bro, dude, are we all just doing the same thing? Like, are to we each doing other? Yes, bro? Like... yes, we are. And I I don't want to go out on a whole nother tangent and have this shit be four hours long, but I saw a podcast on Joe Rogan. It was like a uh an ex-Marine who basically was in Afghanistan and shit, and he just realized all people are the same and want the same thing that the afghani dude told him like you know i want your family one day to be able to come to this country and be on vacation here not here for for war right, and it's right. like i realized everyone's the same and we we hate each other because we're bored basically we want to find reasons to not like somebody bro but yeah i was just thinking that bro because like that's that's a great thing like like, like, I don't, so I don't think it, like, we don't naturally think about it when we're like, dude, in West Hollywood, right? When we hooked up that in April and May, whatever, and I was out there. Like, yo, that's a pretty expensive area, right? So we're not yeah. thinking about like two non-white males in an area. Cause we're just like, yo, we're out, we're gonna have a good time. Yeah. But like, yo, it, there's a very good chance that people at that bar were like, yo, who the fuck are these dudes and why are they here right now, right? And then, like, I just said, sometimes when I'm out at one of my hood, like, fucking spots, I'm just like, yo, who the fuck are these people? Why are they here? Like, yo, that's, yo, dude, we're all the same, bro. We're all fucked up. Like, we're all fucked up. Well, I mean, long story short, hip-hop is is for everybody. Just respect it, appreciate it, and appreciate everyone. Like, it doesn't matter if you're white or black, as long as you have, like, a mutual respect for somebody and don't judge them for the, the wrong reasons it's all love love is love bro love is love um all yeah. right bro so episode in the books we're gonna do this again next week so uh, hopefully yep. we have like 10 more listeners by next week go like this shit share this shit subscribe to it comment rate tell a friend to tell a friend and tell more friends try to be at exactly. 10 thousand by 2020 bro make this this dream happen we'll cut you a check not Are really you, but sorry. We will consider it. Yeah, we'll consider it. But we need to, again, 2020, we need to be at the BET Awards, like, audio theory, like, on, like, on set. Just, like, the audio theory booth sponsored by T-Mobile. Something like that, bro. I'm down. 
We'll just repeat that every episode till it happens. T Mobile in the algorithm. Alright, my dude. Have uh, if I don't speak to you, have a great time at the uh, the concert, and uh, we'll link up next weekend. Do shit again. Yep. Y'all hear about it. Peace. Peace.